In 1 Corinthians 1, verses 9 and 10, Paul said, God is faithful by whom ye were called unto the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. As an example, Pam Paget, with whom I share a house, she and I are perfectly joined together. We have the same Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God. We read the Bible. We have no division on doctrine. We take the Scriptures, and the Holy Spirit teaches us those Scriptures. No man teaches us. It's the Holy Spirit within us who is the Spirit of truth on all things. Therefore, we have no division. Even on secular matters, we are usually in agreement. Once in a while, we disagree. But when we disagree, we both know to turn to God in prayer. We don't turn to God at the same time in prayer, but we both know to do it. So as soon as Pam goes on to her room or another part of the house, or sometimes even as we are in disagreement, I am praying for unity and for God to help us to be in agreement on whatever subject it is that we happen to feel differently about. And before you know it, one of us has our mind changed. Usually, it's me. For example, when we were publishing one of our books, I made the statement, oh, we have to have this print in red. And Pam said, oh, that's going to cost a lot more if we do that on the paperback book. I said, I don't care. We have to have it where I can have this print stand out to the people, and I need it in red. Well, almost immediately, Pam went into the other part of the house, and God changed my mind that instead of doing red on the paperback books, we can underline or we can do bold black. There are other ways to handle it to avoid the cost. Now, on the e-books, we can print red. It's just the paperback books. But you see, he brought us into agreement. There are times that Pam will come into the room, and I can tell she's upset over something and not quite herself. And when I see that, God has taught me to start praying for her so that she can be restored. And before long, we're in the same spirit again, the Holy Spirit. So we are perfectly joined together. 
Now, why would there be division in the church? When it's the same spirit, there's only one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one spirit. So why would there ever be division? It's because of Antichrist, because not all of the people are of God. Matter of fact, I found that in most church groups, you're fortunate if you find one person who has the Spirit of God, the real Spirit of God. I never dreamed that there would be a difference in people in the churches. When I was born again, I just thought, oh, how wonderful. We'll all be together, and it will just be wonderful. But trouble started almost as soon as I arrived at the first church I went to because they were teaching that tongues are of the devil. Now, I didn't care one thing about the subject of tongues. I don't know that I'd ever even heard of it before I was born again. And they were teaching tongues were of the devil. But one day I was reading the Bible and reached 1 Corinthians 14 And Paul, in the last verse, said something like, Forbid not to speak in tongues. And I thought, well, that church is teaching the tongues are of the devil. And Paul said, don't forbid tongues in the church. And I just thought immediately, I'm not going back to that church again. And I didn't go back. I told my friend Donna, she and her husband, went to that church, and I told Donna, my best friend, and she said, where is that in the Bible? I said, 1 Corinthians 14. So she said, let's read it in all the translations. And we went to her house, and she had several translations of the Bible, and we read that chapter in every translation. And every one of them said the same thing. Do not forbid tongues in the church. Well, this church was a church that was called Believer's Chapel. It was set up by Dallas Theological Seminary. And it was similar to a Church of Christ Baptist doctrine. I didn't ever go back to that church. The next church I went to was Beverly Hills Baptist Church. And it was a spirit-filled Baptist church, so they had all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It met in a bowling alley over in Oak Cliff in Dallas, and it had about 3,000 members. I can't remember exactly why we left that church, but by that time, a woman in the prayer group named Barbara Christian, who was very spiritual, We became friends immediately, and as a young Christian, I would just follow Barbara and her husband to whichever church they went to, and her husband was not born again, though he went to church, and he may have thought he was born again. I know he wasn't, and Barbara, of course, knew he wasn't, but Barbara had the Holy Spirit, and then from Beverly Hills Baptist, we went to Word of Faith. I just loved the way they handled some of the scriptures at Word of Faith. I didn't like the prosperity message. I just didn't think it pertained to me. I didn't care about that. 
Even though I owned a business and supported myself through the business, it still didn't feel like it pertained to me. But they talked about scripture and quoted scripture, and we used scripture all the time. And I enjoyed it, but God gave me a dream showing me to come out of that church. And I had to leave it. I thought maybe God would put me in another church, but he really didn't after that. I tried to go to several churches, but every time I tried to go, the pastor would speak something that wasn't in the Bible, and as if it were in the Bible. And when I went to the pastor and talked to him the next day, he wouldn't repent, though he knew it was not in the Bible. And I had this experience over and over and over. And I tried many times to go to church and different churches, but I never could reconcile going to a church when they taught something that was not in the Bible or different from the Bible. Later, God showed me those pastors were Antichrist, and that was the end-time apostasy that I had been seeing, and that was the reason the pastor couldn't repent. But I just never went back when I saw they were teaching something that was opposite from Bible, that is Antichrist. The New Testament church goes by one thing and one thing only, the New Testament Bible. Many churches have some kind of doctrines that they write out and give to their followers. But is the New Testament Bible that is of God and the Holy Spirit? The church is perfectly joined together by the Holy Spirit of God, which God gives to each believer who is born again by the Spirit of God. The church has only one spirit. Therefore, perfection and unity is expected in the church. There is only one church. All these denominations were set up by human beings. And often they're set up by some type of personal preference. And very often it is anti-Christ against the New Testament Bible, at least some of the verses in the New Testament Bible. But sadly, the spirit of Antichrist is in many of the people who attend various churches. I have found it to be in most of the people who call themselves Christians. They go by what their church says, but not what the New Testament Bible says. They're not interested in that. By the spirit of Antichrist, we see the divisions in the various denominations. The devil added his people to the churches. They think themselves to be Christians, for they went forward and joined the church, and some were even baptized without having the Holy Spirit of God. 
The Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 2.14, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. The people who have the spirit of Antichrist cannot understand the things of God. You don't, you don't understand things of God with your natural mind. You have God revealing to you situations. And you understand it in a way different from the world. Or different from the people in the churches who do not have the Spirit of God. Have a different spirit. For those who are of God... There's a passage of scripture in Ezekiel 36 where God says he will give us a new heart and a new spirit. We have the same spirit of the world, the flesh, but we overcome that spirit by following the spirit of God. When the flesh tries to rise up in us and react to something, we learn to keep the flesh under control by turning to God and asking him for his help in the matter, and then we keep the flesh crucified with Christ by following the Spirit of God. The flesh will try to react to something someone said. God teaches us by his Spirit to turn to him for help And what he gives us causes us to love instead of to hate. It's totally opposite. Well, if you don't have the Spirit of God, you can't follow the Spirit of God. But as many as follow the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. I'm quoting from Romans chapter 8, verse 14. But the people without the Spirit of God cannot understand the things of God. Jesus says you must be born again. And Paul said, The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Now we see the reason there is the division in the churches. Because someone set up that denomination by his own will, and often changed the doctrines from the New Testament Bible. And it is Antichrist. I won't go to those churches once I see that that's been done. And of course, if you know the Bible, you know pretty much immediately when they have changed the doctrine. There are many churches that approve homosexuals and lesbians and accept them into the church and support them and agree with them that it's fine to be a homosexual or lesbian. I heard that Catholic Pope once say on television that he didn't see any problem with being homosexual or lesbian. And I screamed out loud to the television, What about the Bible? Romans chapter 1. If you read all of Romans chapter 1, you will see what God has to say about homosexuals and lesbians. 
Now, that's the only thing that matters, is what does the Bible say? Here, starting at verse 25, is what God says. Romans chapter 1. Who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Verse 26. For this cause... God gave them up unto vile affections in the sight of God. Homosexual and lesbians participate in vile affection. Verse 26 again. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Jesus says in Mark 10, 6, From the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female, not male, female, and homosexual and lesbian. Male or female, you're either male or female. But they were turned over to do these vile affections of a homosexual lesbian According to the Bible, they were turned over by God because they didn't worship him as the creator. And they worshiped the created instead of the creator. They worshiped the mountain rather than God who made the mountain. This kind of thing. And this is just simply what the Bible says. When you speak on these things, share what the Bible says. This is God's opinion. Now, if a homosexual or lesbian reads that Bible and sees that scripture and all of a sudden God enlightens them to the truth of the scripture, they will repent and be saved. Just like an adulteress or an adulterer would repent and be saved if they acknowledge the truth of God through the scripture. So you just say what the scripture says. One of the most perverted doctrines of all in churches is on the subject of divorce and remarriage. We have a woman in our church group who was raised Baptist. When she was 17, she had sex with this young man and became pregnant and married him. And they had another child together. And then she, they divorced. And this was all before she was born again. She, she went to church, but she just wasn't born again. And you cannot understand Scripture until you're born again. That's why Jesus said you must be born again. And that comes only from God. As he opens our eyes to show us the truth of various Scriptures. Anyway, she had the two children, divorced the first husband, 
met a man that she wanted to marry after divorce and went to a preacher to find out if it was all right to marry as a divorced woman. And that preacher said to her, Well, my sister is divorced. I don't see any problem in a woman remarrying after she's divorced. It's almost exactly what the Catholic Pope said on television about homosexuals and lesbians. I don't see any problem. And I screamed out, what about the Bible? Well, this Baptist woman did remarry after divorce. And then she was born again. And then she could understand scripture. And she began reading the Bible. And she saw by the scriptures that when she remarried after divorce, not only did she commit adultery, but her husband who married her as a divorced woman committed adultery. Because this is what Jesus said in Matthew 5.32. Jesus said, But I say unto you, that whosoever shall put away his wife, divorce his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced, committeth adultery. We had a man in our church group who filed divorce papers in the courts against his wife. When I heard about it, I called him immediately. And I said, was your wife unfaithful? And he got very quiet and thought about it, and he said, no. I said, well, that is the only reason, spiritual reason, for you to divorce your wife, is if she was unfaithful. And I gave him Matthew 5.32. Apparently, he read it because he withdrew the divorce papers from the courts. Jesus said, Matthew 5.32, But I say unto you, that whosoever shall put away his wife, divorce his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced, committeth adultery. The man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. You don't hear that taught in churches. I've never heard it taught in a church. Never. I've never heard that taught in a church. I think at Church of Christ, when I went to it long ago, that they were teaching the divorced women that they could not remarry. But I don't remember any scripture that they taught with it. But there are scriptures. In 1 Corinthians 7, verses 10 and 11, Paul says, And unto the married I command, yet not I, But the Lord, this is a commandment of the Lord, says Paul. Let not the wife depart from her husband, but and if she depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband. If she does leave her husband, let her make up her mind that she will not remarry. That's a commandment of the Lord. 1 Corinthians 7, 10 and 11. 1 Corinthians 7, verse 39, The wife is bound by the law as long as her husband liveth. The law of God. 
the law of her husband. But if her husband be dead, she is at liberty to be married to whom she will only in the Lord. Those are scriptures that we go by in the New Testament church when we belong to God. Now, Antichrist won't go by those. Antichrist will say, that's foolishness. Of course God wants you to be happy. Of course God wants you to remarry. Of course God forgives you. Antichrist throws out all the rules for the New Testament church. But don't be deceived. For in the day of judgment at the judgment seat of Christ, these are the doctrines that will prevail when God is judging and when Jesus is judging at the judgment seat of Christ. And Paul said, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that we will receive for that which we've done in our body, whether it be good or or bad. So we go by the New Testament Bible in making decisions in the New Testament church. This is the only doctrine that we have. And we have this from God for all scripture is inspired by God. And it is profitable for us to use to correct ourselves in our doctrine. But unfortunately, I find very few people who have the Spirit of God. So they're not going to follow the Bible. It's not going to mean anything to them at all. It's what their church teaches that means something to them. And if their church approves it, then that's okay with them, even though it is exactly opposite from what the written word of God, the Holy Bible of the New Testament says. So you make your choice. Are you going to follow the New Testament Bible or are you going to follow a church that says it's all right for you to remarry after divorce or it's all right for you to be homosexual and lesbian? There are plenty of churches you can find with those doctrines. And the doctrine's very popular among the world because the world wants to be approved in their sins. So they're looking for that kind of church that'll approve them in their sins, and that kind of church will say those things to get big numbers of people to come to their church because there's more money when there are big numbers of people. They're preaching not to the people things of God, but they're preaching to please the people and approve them in their sins. Well, when you approve them in their sin, are you going to see repentance or approval? Sin reigns in the church by Antichrist today, in the apostate church, in the churches that approve various sins. But we, the real church, who has the Spirit of God, go by the Bible. So, of course, there's division today because there is so much apostasy in churches at the end of this world, in the end times. The apostasy is rampant 
a falling away from Scripture. Churches falling away from the Scriptures. That's the end time church. So those of us who are of God come away from those churches and worship God just with the few individuals that we might run across at the grocery store who have the Spirit of God. And you're fortunate if you find anyone in your city that has the Spirit of God, though there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of churches. If you have the Spirit of God, you know when there's sin because he's the Spirit of truth. You know when the church is going in an opposite way from Scripture. It's immediately clear. Even though I didn't know anything about tongues as a brand new Christian, and that church was teaching and forbidding the speaking in tongues, and I didn't care whether they spoke in tongues or not, but I did care about the Bible. And when I saw that in 1 Corinthians 14, and Paul said to the church, forbid not to speak in tongues, I didn't even question what I was going to do. I knew I wasn't ever going back to that church that was teaching something opposite from the Bible. God is going to judge us on that point. Are you going to lay down your life for the Word of God? Are you going to give up all of those associations at church for the Word of God and leave that church and go out and be by yourself if you have to in order to worship God? You must worship God in spirit and in truth, says Jesus. John chapter 4. Thank you for allowing me to share this message with you today.